When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. It is a fresh Monday morning. I'm back here in the Westwood One studios to give you guys the latest on movies, video games, comic books, TV. The Emmys were last night. There's lots going on and I've got an amazing uh, guest, Natasha Chandrell. Did I pronounce that right? You I, no, did not. I did not. It's, it's okay. Chandel. Chandel. There's no R. No, no Why R. did I put an R in there? It's okay. I mean, it's better than Chantel. People Who call says Chantel? Me, fucking every teacher in school would at least once in a year go Chantel and I'm I'm just like that it's not Chandel it's not even yeah it's Chandel like Chandel there's a D so it's not a, I'm giving it like an SH uh, yeah that's okay I mean everybody says it in their own way it's really Natasha Chandel because okay. I'm Indian it's that's how it's supposed to be said. two episodes ago I had my friend Tanush Chopra on and I think that's where I do it because I've known Tanush since grad school and yeah I was like Chopra and he was like cool yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's being a little lax. But I me. tell everybody, I'm like, it's like catch. Catch. Ch-ch-ch. Well, she's a catch. She did us a huge favor in coming down uh, in 9 a.m. traffic, rush hour traffic here in LA to be here in Culver City uh, in the studio. So it's I'm excited. Only uh, for you. In and the Geekscape. <laughs> thank you, ma'am. Because this is the second part of a two parter. Uh, you can catch me on her podcast that she hosts for the Meltdown Network. Uh, it is called Kind of Dating. And I think I'm on one of the more recent episodes. That'll you're on be, this week. I'm on this week. This week. Oh, it's so you're out. on this week. It just week. came out this morning. It came out this morning. So <laughs> Geekscape is look for it on the Meltdown Network. Yeah. Uh, it's called Kind of Dating. I'm up. And you know what? This episode's coming out today anyway. So uh, we got a two-parter. Uh, <laughs> it's like a classic comic book crossover where the X-Men would visit the Fantastic Four and the Fantastic Four would visit the X-Men and they have the crossover, but you have to get both issues in order to get the whole story. That's what it is. You're going to get the whole story. Um, but I miss you, Geekscapist. Next week, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas, so I'm going to have to do a remote. Um, there might be somebody I'm going to do a pre-record with this week, but it's looking really slim. I've been kind of crazy. We had a table read for Hero of the Prophecy last night. And you guys were like, whoa, Hero of the Prophecy is still a thing? Yes, it is. So the Geekscape produced Hero of the Prophecy. 
uh, is something I wrote for my younger brother, Paul. And we had our, our first table read just kind of to hash out the script a little more. And it went very well. And my favorite part of it is, you guys know the story because there's a trailer online. Pro Wrestler of Earth. Oh, it's my brother playing himself. Uh, gets transported to a fantasy planet because they need an evil wizard. They see fan- they see wrestling. They think it's real. They summon him. He's a charlatan and a fake because he's a pro wrestler and it's not real. Um, so if you guys are fans of like Galaxy Quest, Three Amigos, Army of Darkness, it's kind of like that. Uh, we had a read last night and I got to tell you, uh, my favorite parts were my brother just bursting out laughing at like the most random places that had nothing to do with jokes. Uh, I think he just enjoyed the fact that we were moving forward. So uh, Geekscape is the Geekscape produced Hero of the Prophecy is still coming and I'm excited about it even though I have to do some rewrites. You won um, me over with the pro wrestling. Yeah, my brother was a WWE wrestler for Wait, many years. What? He, he still wrestles. If you, I don't, Some of you Geekscapists still watch him on El Rey's Lucha Underground, which I, th- I know is airing new episodes right now. Who's your brother? So, Paul. <laughs> Paul London, like he's a he's a wrestler. Oh my god! Yeah, that's my younger brother Paul, who wow. l- last night was laughing. I was a huge WWE fan growing up. Uh, yeah, so that would have been ten years ago. Yep. He and Brian Kendrick were tag champs. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he's got little action figures stuff. So uh, I think he's got a new action figure, and I don't think it's like a licensed thing. Geekscapist, it's like. Some fan of Lucha Underground makes wrestling boxes. And Matt Kelly of the Horror Movie Night podcast on our network would be able to tell you more about this. But maybe Matt doesn't know about them. But my brother sent me a photo of a brand new action figure that was based on his indie wrestling persona that he uses on Lucha Underground. And it's the same costume and stuff. Some guy somewhere makes these wrestling subscription boxes. And in each box, there is a wrestling action figure. And he has done one, this most recent box, one of the upcoming boxes. Should I even be saying this? I don't know. It could be a surprise because this is like surprise boxes, right? But it has an action figure of my brother. And I was like, I'm not subscribing to a wrestling box, but I want that damn action figure because I collect all my brother's stuff. Uh, as a loving brother does. Because that's that. Um, all right. So talking about subscription boxes, I'm going to just throw it out here at the top. Get your Loot Crate. Uh, they're our sponsor. Go to LootCrate.com slash Geekscape. Use the promo code Geekscape for your discount. And you can uh, subscribe to all sorts of boxes. I know that Star Trek box is coming in December, and I can't wait to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited. And if you guys want to see some unboxing videos, you got them up here on our Facebook, the Geekscape Facebook. So uh, you can see me. And the most recent one was Zach Haddad and I opening those boxes and giggling because something looked like it wasn't a wine stopper unboxing is so fun <laughs> you like that stuff i think i just got it's lazy with awesome writing those surprise. things <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a lot of stuff geekscape is like they send me all their boxes and i love them to death but if you come visit us at stanley's la comic-con halloween weekend there will be the box that we had at comic-con the bo- the geekscape box of mystery and danger where you can reach in and find all the Loot Crate stuff that I have put in there that cannot exist in my room because there's no, there's no room no for it. No more room. And there's no more room, <laughs> you know? I mean, you do your Growing show out of... Growing up is hard. You do your... Well, <laughs> I think it's just not being covered in a bunch of... stuff. It's like, I, there's no, no way. Yeah. The subscription boxes are cool. You should definitely subscribe to one, but they send me all of them. Yeah. 
And so some of the things I'm like, I don't even There's, know what this is. You could do giveaways. Is. We do, we yeah. do. So come to the come to the Geekscape booth at St. Lee's LA Comic Con and reach into the box of mystery and danger. The mystery is you don't know what you're going to come up with. The danger is I'm going to put some mouse traps and maybe a bear trap in there. Surprise! <laughs> you lost a finger, maybe an arm. <laughs> um, so uh, last night were the Emmys, and uh, I did not watch them. I was doing the table read, but. Uh, I got to tell you, the one thing of the award shows that I watched today, that I read just in my summation, was that Westworld was nominated for a ton, didn't win in any major categories. Are you a Westworld fan? Um, I watched one episode, and James Marsden hangs out at the bar by mm-hmm. our house, so I feel like, yeah. <laughs> You're living in Westworld. <laughs> just go up to James Marsden and just kill him, because in the I show, just, he's like he's Kenny. He's always, yeah. He's like Always. the Kenny of South Park. Is that, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, they kill him in, in like... In every episode. Well, yeah, because he's one of the um, hosts. And the hosts uh, in Westworld are right. like robots, sex bots, like they're bad guys. You know yeah. what I mean? They can be bad guys, they can be good guys, they can be ingenues, they can be... You know, you can just do whatever you want with them if you're a guest in Westworld. And he is one who's like the good guy, but the bad guys always kill him. <laughs> You know, he gets huh. shot. And almost, Poor guy. I mean, he, I did see that. Yeah. I, I think I stopped watching because he died in episode one. And then I was like, well, if he's dead, what's the point? Yeah. Well, he's a robot. So well, then now it makes more. sense. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the show's really good. Um, I don't know what you geekscapers think of Westworld. I know that it's kind of the in between when we can't get our Game of Thrones, we're getting our Westworld next summer. So I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, but to see it shut out, hey, there's a lot of good stuff on TV. The one thing about the emmys that i was not a fan of was the normalization of sean spicer oh yeah i saw that (laughs) he came out in the melissa mccarthy Mm -hmm. snl rolling podium yeah that's bullshit like that's not okay and everybody's acting like oh it was so cute he's making fun of himself no this guy uh spent six months being the mouthpiece for people who... The worst tyrant of yeah, all time. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's the worst tyrant of all time. because Head's got to roll first. And heads are roll. I mean, but this administration is a joke. And I don't mean to get too political, but this is the Emmys, folks, so it is TV. But the fact that this guy can come out or do like Dancing with the Stars and act like he wasn't a part of this giant disaster mm-hmm. and this just... I mean, it's, and all the stuff he put out there—the way he treated people, the way he spoke to people—he yeah, was a fucking the, the messages he conveyed. He was part of this, oh, and everybody's totally. like, "Oh, it's so funny." He's yeah. making fun of himself. He didn't even write that fucking joke. Yeah. It was a rolling podium from SNL. There are better writers who thought yeah. of that. Yep, he's cribbing other people's shit to try and make himself look funny. He's not funny. <laughs> he's definitely not funny I did sort of laugh only because I was like oh my god they're the cutaway to Melissa McCarthy and she was just like I don't know if this is actually cool or not no this is my shit that this guy's <laughs> yeah. using to fucking normalize himself yeah. so that he doesn't have to have well because you know, he he's not getting any more jobs he shouldn't get, none of them should get jobs yeah. they shouldn't they were they're unhireable to begin with you know, Agreed. like Pence well, couldn't been nominated he used in to Indiana. Have credentials. <laughs> yeah, they all used to have credentials. Like Pence actually had a political career in yeah. Indiana before he found himself unelectable. Um, so that's all I got to say on the Emmys. Sorry to get like that with you, geese gabers, but wake up. We're recording this Monday morning, and you gotta <laughs> wake up. All right, stay woke, folks. Because yeah, it was a great night for diversity. Yes, uh, Donald Glover for, for- first. 
black like director, director of a TV comedy. Series. I think Lena Waithe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I first been female director. Yeah. Uh, f- writer, I think, writer. right? For Master of None, I think the episode. Or maybe it's, director. I think she directed it. Oh, okay. Which is fucking awesome. And then Riz Ahmed. Mm-hmm. He won for, I don't remember the, sh- the thing he, he won is for, on but he beat the, out like Robert De Niro. Yeah, he he's on the John Turturro show. Mm-hmm. That, oh, yes, that's the, the one, yep. The crime show, which, mm-hmm. which you know, whenever the, I'm always the person who's like, picks it up in the second season, because you gotta have that first season mm-hmm. to be like, should I invest in this? And then it turned out not being that yeah. great. Uh, we've been burned before, folks. But now there's so much on TV, you kind of have to give it that first season for everyone else to tell you whether it's cool or not. And that one supposedly is really yeah. great. And my friend actually brought up a really good point. He was like, Stranger Things got shut out too. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, that I actually thought that that was a really brilliant, smart show. We love it. And love Stranger Things. Nothing. Nada. But and those kids, I feel like they should get like an ensemble award. Um. Yeah, it, you know I love kids. Love they're kids. Very strong actors, and they were awesome. And you know what? They're gonna have good careers. I hope they're gonna have great careers ahead of them because yeah. they're gonna get the more chances at bat. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. And you saw it. Well, I just saw it. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> which I briefly talked about last it. week. But um, <laughs> I'm still, I still have nightmares, guys. I'm still recovering. This is why I you sound just so saw groggy. It last night. I it's saw it last okay. night on a date. Uh, you loved it. Um, it's I'm, okay not, if you I'm didn't. not good at scary movies. That's yeah. the thing. So I, I just, I don't understand why anybody would do that to themselves. Because you're Matt Kelly. <laughs> <He's> the, <laughs> we love you, Matt. Matt's the host I'm of like, our this, horror this movie night podcast. Just, just painful. Um, not yeah. painful like bad. It was just painful, like actually scary and painful. And everywhere I went, I was just like, "There's gonna something is gonna pop out at me." But do you like roller coasters? I do enjoy roller. But coasters. you understand that, like. I mean, but is it not similar it in, feel in that? Doesn't the same. The, but the best part <laughs> for me in the roller coaster is that me. click, 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 right. click. As you're climbing and you see your car in the parking lot and you're like, I may have made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know the second the weight starts to shift on those front few cars, you're going to get whipped through something that will be terrifying. Yeah. And a lot of the, especially it, the movie uh, last night was this delayed. Okay, it's just like something's gonna roller pop coasters out. don't have like a lingering effect on my life. I yeah. have a very overactive imagination. So sure. like when I saw Scream when I was a kid, I didn't go into public bathrooms without like kicking every door open. Because you remember that scene where, where he... In the second he, one. She's, no, in the very first one, oh, she's okay. in the school bathroom and he puts his foot down. Uh-huh. And she, she, nobody was supposed to be in the bathroom and whatever his character's name was, killer. Right. He put his like feet down and I was like, oh my God, there's... Hiding in the bathroom. What? I was just like, nope, never doing a bathroom again. I think I was thinking of the sequel, uh, the second one when Jada Pinkett Smith puts her ear to it, and you know, and she's in the I think movie theater stall. Um, That one too. All four of those movies are pretty great. And there, yeah, Scream is actually held up. That's a a lot of fun. Scary ass movie. Uh, Yeah, Wes Craven. For those of you guys who think of like long careers and and that, and maybe like people uh, in the the tail end of their careers aren't able to kick ass as much as they did in the early years. Um, that fourth scream is as much fun as any of the first three. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And it has a chance to make fun of itself. Yeah, it does. Um, so we've talked about a lot of stuff that's on my list. Um, I got to tell you guys, <laughs> Natasha and I met at Comic-Con and I, I was like, Oh yeah. Why was she there? This girl does not seem like a geek. 
hey, you know what? That's just, that's the judgment call totally. right there. And it just tells you that like somebody you're listening to right now is not as, uh, <laughs> just not as open-minded as the other person. Yeah, I was like, I'm fairly a super geek. Right. Fairly. Which is but I don't crazy. Do, yeah, I mean, I don't do... I didn't. I wasn't into like video games and stuff when I was a kid. Leave. But okay. I know, I know, I know. Well, I mean, I played them with my brother, but right. I was more into like I have comic books. I loved X Men and Spider Man and like that kind of stuff. Batman growing up, um, and I was. I mean, I don't know. We have this conversation. We've had this conversation on my show of what constitutes a geek. Right. What would you say? Um. Like, what's a geek? No, yeah, I think there's a level of passion that is required in becoming a geek because obviously you can be a car geek, you can be a fitness geek, you can be a dog geek, you can be a geek about all these different things. Um, I think there's there's a level of passion and and also social acceptance because I do differentiate nerd as being someone who has has done that dance to the point of like social impairment, where uh, you know how some of us, like I may have just done, are like, this is mine and not yours and you're not invited in the club and, ah, you know, we become fucking Smeagol with our ring yeah. <laughs> sitting in our hovel. That is a nerd. Smeagol is like, not that the ring wasn't a drug to him, but Smeagol was like a nerd for yeah. the ring. He was like, nah, nah, this is mine and not yours. They're in the back of comic book stores. They intimidate the ladies with their Warhammer and shit. And like, they look at you cynically. <laughs> and I remember seeing you at Comic-Con and being like, who the fuck? <laughs> but you know what's funny is growing up, I w- had, you know, Coke bottle glasses, short, like, boy hair, dressed like a boy. Talk Like, I had no boy look at me till I was 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And I, every guy literally said, she's one of the guys. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Pixar, it didn't happen. In, in that voice, in, right. in that exact tone of voice. Oh, okay. And uh, I guess I'm hanging with you guys. Yeah, and I, you know, I was like, I read, I was always at the library for like an hour, hour and a half every day. I just read books and came home and read books and took naps and watched weird TV shows and <laughs> comedy and that's it. <laughs> right now, some of the audience is like, shit, man, I didn't do an hour and a half at the library. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I used to. I was at the library all like, yeah. My my family would have to take me. I would just have like piles of books, and I would just sit there and finish a book in three hours, and be like, okay, done. Next what, book. What, what were some of your favorites? <laughs> R.L. Stein. Uh huh. I was obsessed with. Get it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Now I can't deal. <laughs> Fear Street. Oh my god, I used to love it. Yeah, so you would read all these Goosebump books, yeah, and be like, oh, it, we were talking about one Saturday morning. Because as a, as a writer, a I could predict what was happening. You. No, yeah, somebody takes a photo of you, and you're like, it shows you how you're gonna die. And I'm like, what is this shit? <laughs> and then you get to it, which is basically a glorified R.L. Stein story, because it's about your fears and yeah. everything on a personal level. And uh, I don't know. For some reason, it. like reading it didn't scare me as much as seeing it. Sure. Yeah, I can understand that. It was a, it was a pretty uh, like. Whenever I read Earl Stein, I was just much more writer hat would always come on and be like, who done it? Where's the clue? <laughs> <laughs> and, and now here, I, I literally had like both my legs up on the chair, like hugging myself during it last night. I was just like, I'm so scared. <laughs> Ma'am, can you uh, put your feet back on the ground? <laughs> and I was like, don't fucking it. tell me what to do. <laughs> 
Pay for this ticket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe there's a level of control with like reading. You you're imag- you you are only horrified to the extent sh- of your imagination. Exactly. And I could close the book, come throw back it, to it if it I wanted to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. even, even Stranger Things, guys, this is so embarrassing. I have to watch it late afternoon, early evening because I can't do it, it at night. You, I, tried, the, the I did monsters. it the first, yeah, the first few episodes I watched it at night and then overactive imagination. Just my room's dark and I, I would just start panicking. So I told my roommate, I'm like, can we just binge it earlier in the day? Right. <laughs> so I, I just feel better about my life. I think I've only had that experience once and it was the opening day of, uh, it was the opening night of Sixth Sense and I was living in New York and it was, uh, and I was in all, and I had gone potluck on an apartment with, for the summer with three other guys, and they all moved out that week. And so I was leaving in the morning, uh, driving back, I think, to Philadelphia to fly home to Austin um, because I was a college student in Philly at the time, and I was just in New York for the summer. And so uh, I had the apartment to myself that night, and I had just gone to see. Uh, Sixth Sense, which nobody had known about Mm -hmm. because Bruce Willis's career was not Bruce Willis now. And it wasn't, you know, Sixth Sense brought him back. And uh, so nobody had spoiled the ending. Nobody had known anything. And I remember just having the flip of that ending and be like, holy shit. (laughs) And then the fact that the apartment we'd gotten potluck on was in straight up projects in Brooklyn and I had already had several instances that summer where when I, the company I was interning for wouldn't let me go home at night like without a ta- they'd give me a taxi because it was rough. And I had so many people jumping in my face and fucking with me yeah. that just that long walk home from the subway to that apartment and like getting your keys prepped in your pocket mm-hmm. as a weapon or as your keys <laughs> and just... Having just seen a scary movie, it lasted with me the entire way to the apartment. And then when I was in the apartment, what the fuck was that? What was that? <laughs> I'd hear it. I just started hearing yep. shit, which I was doing already all summer because I had become addicted to Pokemon Red. And all right, you were talking about. This. I was talking to it on the uh, kind on, of on your podcast. on the kind of dating podcast. So if you want the other half of that pathetic story, you can go <laughs> on there. And but I had played. I was playing that game to such an extent that. At night, when I put the game down and turned it off, I would still hear the music and sound effects in my head because they were stuck there. Oh, yeah. And I would have to get up and check to see if the Game Boy Color was off and then be like, oh, we're good here. I used to love Game Boy. And then I'd go and lay down again and the music would come back. That's, yeah. I drove myself fucking insane on them Pokemans. Yeah. You know what's funny now that I'm thinking about it? I'm like, man, it doesn't really doesn't make sense why I don't like scary movies because one of my earlier jobs in my life, and I was a super poor at one point at mm-hmm. 18, I was a scare actor. What do you in mean? In like one of those, you know, how you guys have you grew Halloween up in Horror Nights. Yeah. And is this back in Toronto? Yeah. So in Toronto, there was an amusement park called Wonderland. And they Haunted used to do. As fuck. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but they used to do, they started this thing called Fear Fest mm-hmm. in October. And again, super poor. I was like, oh my God, I need to pay for <laughs> certain parts of school. And so then I... Wait, what do you mean certain parts of school? Like, like my... <laughs> Whatever the dancing <laughs> don't cover. <laughs> my, my, my bus rides. <laughs> right, right, got it. Um, and, and so I auditioned to be a scare actor. Mm-hmm. And the audition was just, uh, show us your best scream. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so you were like a victim in this oh, no, maze no, no, no. or something. Oh, no. Then I became a, one of the human scare. I, the, the, uh, the people like chasing people around the park. Sure. Like I was actually, I was like a half animal, half dead girl no. thing with, with like a fake arm in my mouth and blood down my face. And, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was chasing people because, guys, this is Toronto, and it was like minus something degrees Celsius, and you can't wear a jacket. To stay warm, and, you had yeah, to run. So I just chased kids because I had to like wear four layers of clothes, and then I was like, well, I'm going to die. So. Yeah. <laughs> I actually lost a lot of weight. Yeah. You're just, you're <laughs> you're just, just a sweat bag. I was bag. chasing kids and then running in the back and having hot chocolate. Wow. That, that must be, I mean, was that your earliest like geeky job? Oh, no, I had, I mean, my very first job was when I was 15. Mm -hmm. I was a cook at Pizza Hut. And (laughs) why are you laughing? (laughs) It's adorable. It's also funny because I don't cook. And everybody's just like. Neither do they. they, Right? (laughs) I know. Funny enough, all the cooks were guys. And I was the only girl cook in the back. And I was was like a quarter of everybody's size. And Uh you know those Pizza Hut pans? Like, if you order in in store, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I haven't had Pizza Hut since I left. I had pizza last night, but I had Fresh Brothers, which was delicious. But, like, they give it to you in these, like, big, heavy pans. Okay. And deep dish pans, and they bring it to your table. Those pans are really fucking heavy. It's like a manhole cover. And I was, yeah. And and you're a kid, and I was 16, I didn't want the boys to feel like they had to do my work for me. So I would take piles of these pans and stock them in the back you trying to prove something to yeah the boys? Like, I, hey, I'm good. it was like i didn't I don't need your help i'm swole <laughs> <laughs> i was like i can hang for the girls back here what was that sound of all that shit falling <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh that was natasha trying to give herself a concussion again i know i did that and then i was uh, i sold shoes as a seasonal job for three months at walmart uh-huh when i was 16 and then I worked in a men's suit store for like two and a half years. Men's suit store? Yeah. There was like a... And then I also... You want some shoes to go with that? I know. <laughs> you're playing, I against, know you're playing them against each other. You ever like think back and be like, how did you do so many things when you were young? I think about that now. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I'm like, where did I get the energy and the I time to do this? I slept three hours yeah. this weekend. And I thought that this was going to be a weekend where I was going to get some sleep. But, you know, I, I went out Friday and then Saturday I just... I had to work my butt off because of the reading last night. I had to prep the scripts and everything. And then I went to Green Day. Oh, yeah. And had a heart We're attack awesome. at Green Day because Natasha emailed me and said she couldn't be here Monday morning. But obviously, <laughs> she could. But she had to get up early for this, folks. So I owe her a lunch because she mm. got up extra early to be here. <laughs> um, and uh, and then I drove. I, I You know, I'm trying to do this thing where... It's like, let me be spontaneous. Yeah. And so after Green Day, I was like, I'm taking the dogs to the desert. And my friends were out in Joshua Tree running a race that I couldn't be at because uh, Green Day. And I had gone out two weeks earlier with my friend Jesse and mapped the course, which was a bitch of a course. Like the elevation of Joshua Tree plus desert terrain plus hills, not fun. Uh, so I did, was not exactly missing the running, but I got out there at like 3 a.m. and... It was a pretty successful thing. My friend Jesse organized it, and we had people from San Diego, Phoenix, and L.A. Nice. meeting to run in the desert, a relay race. Um, and it was awesome. How and I get you out guys there. Breathe, there Jerry. may have been th- like, I think there were 170, 200 people out there, all in tents. Wow! So I show up at three a.m. and some of them are hanging out, 
they hate me because I show up and I'm still like jazzed. And I'm like, you know, everybody's trying to sleep except for this group, mainly San Diego folks just hanging out. And I come in and I'm like, which one's the fuck tent? <laughs> <laughs> and, and people are like, what? What the fuck? And then in the morning, people are like, which was only three hours later at 6 a.m. because I wanted to see the sunrise. Um, people were like, I thought I heard your voice last night yelling, which is the fuck tent? I was like, that was just a dream. <laughs> and I materialized. You, you also thought that it was Burning Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I like about these folks is they are like the anti-Burning Man. Like, there's, there's no drugs. There's yeah. barely any drinking. And uh, for somebody who's straight edge... Uh, and has never had a drop or done any of it, it's pretty awesome to have a group of friends who are like, hey. I only started drinking two years ago. What caused it? Nothing really (laughs) caused it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Ever. I didn't have... So you went to college and everything Mm -hmm. and like... I never had any alcohol. What was the story? Of why I didn't? Yeah. Um, When I was a kid, my my mom's brother, so my uncle, was an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and then... When when I he would just act weird and poor guy like lost his family from sure, it and so sure. uh, I just remember being like oh this thing makes him act weird so I probably shouldn't have it <laughs> and then as I grew older right. I would always ask my friends I'd be like why are you drinking because trust me everybody are been, you why aren't you why are you yeah drinking? sure okay because everybody was trying to get me drunk since I was sixteen oh like, that just happened hey yeah. Jonathan yeah. I bet you by the end of the summer we'll have you drunk I'm totally. like no yeah. And and I would just ask because I'm a little bit of a logical person. So I was like, why would why would you do this? And they would always be like, well, to talk to people or to dance. And I used to teach dance, so I never had that problem. I was like, oh, I could just jobs. dance. I know. That's what I'm saying. Sure. And I worked at a local TV station. That was like. What clone version of you am I talking to I right now? I don't know. Because there's probably 15 of you out there. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I was like a cyborg. I don't know if that's thing. Like, <laughs> You're um, James Morrison. <laughs> You're different versions of yourself. Um, I'm really AI. Sure, uh, I'll take it. Better in your hands than in mine. Um, and and so then and I was pretty social. I mean, I uh, even though I'm like, I'm introverted, I can I still know how to talk to people, and sure. so I never had that problem. So I was just kind of like, okay, well, I can do both of these things without this other thing. That makes you all act weird and dumb. I don't need courage. So, yeah, yeah, so I was just like, all right, well, I don't need it. But I used to party. I used to go out to like four or five with my friends. I just love good music. As long as mm-hmm. there's a spot that has good music, I'm good. Um, and then, you know, when I turned 21 a couple of years ago. <laughs> sure. Because, um, guys, uh, I play between 16 to 24. Right. <laughs> so my age varies depending on the day. Sure. Um, but yeah, a couple of years ago, I just, I went to South Africa on a trip with a friend and they had like prepaid for a winery. And I just, for some reason, for once in my life, felt guilt over it. And I was just like, oh, well, I guess maybe I should try a sip. And then right. I did and I hated it. I was like, this stuff is terrible. Yeah. And like, that's the piss bucket. Yeah. What? But then I was like, well, now I broke the seal. So oh. what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> and then like before I, I, yeah i'd never had it before and then i was just like well now i have and that was sort of it <laughs> and now you're like a partier no i'm no, a, kidding yeah no you're still but pretty I, conservative with everything you're like oh, everything in moderation yeah 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 good i mean okay. i i also can't i can't drink a lot i'm a little i'm a little person mm-hmm. i you know i'm like a two to three max Oh really? I, I I have no idea. Yeah, no, no. Trust me, that's this is still me. I people I ask bartenders questions all the time. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> like, well, listen, little yeah. girl, should you be in here? <laughs> and thankfully, you know what's weird and good is I'm actually allergic to 90% of alcohol. So I can, mm. I'm allergic to wines. And so I can Both really red only, and yep. white. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And so I can only drink. Uh, but you can eat grapes. Yeah, and she's, I'm not a fan of them. Oh, okay. but I think there's something in them that I don't know. My doctor right. was like, "Yes, this is the thing." Um, and I can only have vodka and uh, champagne here and there. Okay, um, but it's mostly just vodka. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, no, and so that's weird. all I know. So I, I've I've discovered one drink, which is the Moscow Mule, and sure. everywhere I go, I'm like that one. <laughs> I will have one of those. Yep. Put something on it and, to make it and fancy. And the other day I had a date and somebody was like, well, Cabernet, Shiraz. I was like, one, I don't know what any of those yeah. are. Yeah, and quit showing off, Two, Sorry. no wine for me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to ruin the fun. I can't help but feel like I disappoint every I waiter or waitress that I deal with. Don't with, people look at you weird? Um, People, look, well, that's not the reason. But it's like, they are like, what will you be having to drink? I and I say either a iced tea or a Diet Coke or a Pepsi. Yeah. Like, Ginger ale was my go-to for years. You're like fucking cheapskate. And walk away. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate Have you. girls had problems with it that you don't drink on dates? Uh, that well, that's a recent occurrence. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, but so listen to that story. And Geekscape is. I I don't even know how to talk to you guys about this. I know how to talk to you guys like for like eleven years. But the truth is, I went on Natasha's show, kind of dating because. I'm kind of dating, and we haven't even talked about the for- fact that Laura and I divorced on this show, which is crazy to me because you all followed it. You all followed me dating Laura. We started this podcast on the couch in her living room. Did I just do an oust? I'm so sorry. You didn't do an oust. The <laughs> oust was coming. Um, it's just that's what this is about, and... uh and doing a podcast that I started on my ex-wife's couch in when she was my girlfriend and then she became my fiance on the show. And then some of you guys wanted to live stream the wedding, <laughs> which wow. was the beginning of the barrier of being like, hey guys, hold on, not, not so fast. Um, and then to have to tell you guys that we get, you know, we got divorced is like, I don't, I, so much of this, like, so much of the failure, the feeling of failure that I've been grappling with for not just the last year, but earlier, um, some of it is not wanting to let you guys down and saying, hey, like, you guys had some investment in this. And you guys thought she was wonderful and amazing. And she is. And she is wonderful. And she's amazing and lovable and deserving of all those things. And many of you are watching her TV show uh, on Animal Planet. And um, and I, you should watch the show. Please watch Laura's show. I am happy she has a show on Animal Planet. I, I remember watching like rough selects with her and seeing, you know, last week Laura and I watched one of her interviews on Home and Family, I think. I don't know what show it was, but we, you know, spent some time together last week because um, we, you know, she said she still has the dogs and I'm taking care of the dogs right now. And there's still logistics of being in somebody's life for that long. Um, and we, uh, you know, watch, you know, what she does is really good. And I'm not just saying watch her show because um, I want her to be famous or I want her to have tons of money and 
be comfortable and happy. Not that that's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what makes her happy. I don't know. I think the money will help, but I'm not, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying because the show does really w- good things. She takes people who have disabilities and for various reasons and gets, goes to a shelter and finds a shelter dog that is neglected and left there and then puts these two together and trains the shelter dog to be somebody, the dog that can like, hit a panic button when somebody has fallen over or can open doors for someone who has lost the ability to do that. Like it's so incredible what she does on this show and you're watching this and she is a dog whisperer. She is amazing at this and support the show because I want the damn show to continue because of what it does to bring these things into the forefront. Um, She's helping people. That's amazing. She's helping people. And Guys, there's so much that we talked about on Natasha's podcast, uh, which you should listen to on the tail end of this. But um, I'm wrestling with it, guys. Like, I don't. I've I've woken up in like over the last year in such crazy freak out twilight zones that um, you know I don't know, guys. I you know I I was unhappy for a long time, and. Uh, and, and there have been times in this past year, again, like remember when I stepped away from Geekscape for a few months <laughs> and, and then Kelly Hurley from Wildswood One <laughs> brought me back. Uh, don't do it, London. Don't jump. I'm kidding. I was not suicidal. <laughs> but uh, I, there were just times when um, I didn't even know if I could face you guys. I didn't know if I could talk to you guys. I didn't know if I was the same host. Um, and recently, Derek Cranevelt, who is my managing editor on the site and one of my dearest friends, uh, if you guys don't know, he and his fiance Mika just suffered a horrific loss last year when their child that you know was was like just had medical problems in utero and ended up being like having a you know she had a birth but also had a death at the same time the baby was malformed and it's just so horrible and I remember Derek and I going through this shit together where. He's going through that personal nightmare and I'm going through this just mind fuck of I don't know which way is up. I don't know which way is down. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why these things happened. I don't know why I left sometimes. And then I, you know, and so there's times when I'm like super low, like, uh, and I was like, and I, and I will literally call my father and be like, dad, was I ever this unhappy? Was I like, my father knows he just, he never told me, but he knew I was unhappy. And he and I just said, Dad, in the years that you knew I was unhappy, was I ever this unhappy? Because this is excruciating and I can't move. And I've never had that in my life. Even when, I, even when Daniel was killed, I just understood. I was like, Daniel was hit by a drunk driver. He's not coming back. That is a fact. Um, with this, I was the architect of this, this finally happening. And... For me to have a chance at being happy again on my terms, I had to leave a situation which was with a wonderful person and 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 I had to do stuff that I could only do on my own and and like I just i don't I, it's hard for me to even verbalize it folks um I love you guys so much and um well, I feel like if i, I from what I'm hearing, I'm sure <laughs> your fans and the geek they're my skate, family yeah. They they know you and know that 
you know, you're a good person and she's a good person. Yeah, you guys kept me in this. You guys kept me in this. I didn't want to fail you. No, I'm kidding. There's so many things. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. The other part about relationships, especially as you grow older, is most of the time, I would honestly, like, unless somebody's done some really shysty stuff, most of the time people aren't good or bad. It's not like one is a good person, the other is a bad person. There's like a label to it. Just sometimes it's a fit. It's like a it's like a jigsaw puzzle and finding the fit, you know. Yeah, and, and I, I think like suffering loss early with Daniel, like and everything, like I just wanted to fit so badly, and I and I wanted to, you know, because it feel it sounds like you it was a, so lo- a big part of your close. struggle is you're just like she's this amazing person, she's this amazing person, and. I think that almost means if she's amazing that you're not because I had to come it, around. I was like, dude, you're going to come around. You're going to, yeah. you know, and there were so many times when, I mean, for so much of it, I was there guys. Yeah. And that is such a mind fuck to be like, why are you slipping away, dude? Like, why is this going through your fingers? Why are your feelings this way? And I am in therapy. Um, I'm meditating. Like um, your good friend, Dr. Strange. Uh, I'm (laughs) trying to work through this. Um, It made me feel so good for Derek to reach out to me a week or two ago and say, hey, man, Geekscape's been great. Geekscape's been as good as it's ever been. You seem more focused. Um, I'm just in a place right now where if I did this, I had to have done, done it for a reason, and that is to have the fire burned so hot to just really focus on doing this show for you guys. This is my baby. And you, in, and it's not just a show, it's you guys. And obviously with something like Here the Prophecy, it has the Geekscape name with Dark of the Dead that we released in 2014. It had the Geekscape name on it. You know, I want to make things that make you guys proud. Um, and there are just a lot of factors in my life that is like, hey, if you're going to do this, you have to go for it. You can't just do this and still be laying around letting your fear of things dictate every fucking little move in your life. Let's go. Um, and so I've done that. I hope. I hope. You know what I mean? Like, well, fuck the other it. thing Let's is, go. you know, you're the everybody here is family who's listening, right? Sure. So, except uh, Frank Sanders. Yeah. Kidding. God, Frank Sanders. No, there's and always Matt, a Frank in the family. And Matt Kelly still is in um, the basement with the, with the, with the uh, movie collection. But, you know, it, everybody's family and you can't always just share joy with family. You have to share the other parts of life and that's what a real bond and experience is. So I feel like I'm sure everybody who's listening feels the same way I do. A little bit closer to you. <laughs> Thank you. I, um, I just... Thank you. I'm wiping a little bit of a tear. Um, I just felt ugly. I felt like, let's just fucking crawl under a rock. You know, I came back from movie shooting the movie in Brazil in November, and I think I did two more Geekscapes for you guys. And then I just was like, I'm, I need to figure this out again. Like, I have to, I have to reconstitute whatever the hell I am. Because, you know, and it had to be a bit of a vacuum act. Like, it had to be something that you guys weren't a part of. Um, so I went to Sri Lanka 
And I climbed a mountain. <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I was like, that. wow. So, I was like, wait, are there even mountains in Sri Lanka? <laughs> there are no mountains in Sri Lanka. I dove off the coast. Yep. And I found this ancient horn of a monster. <laughs> and I sang into it. And I called forth the beast of my spirit. No, I just went and did a bunch of a peyote in the desert. And I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I worked my ass off. And, uh. And again, like if you're gonna sacrifice something, which just sounds ridiculous, um, you got to come out of it with something, uh, with more things. You know, it's like it's hard to even quantify them as the things because they're people and their dreams and their lifestyles. And I'm wrestling with it, folks. I really am. And um, so when Natasha and I met. Um, I was like, okay, we can trade podcasts. And what's yours about? <laughs> She's like, kind of dating. And I was like, I don't know shit about no dating. Because <laughs> that summer with the Pokemon was the last time I was single, folks. <laughs> it was literally that summer that effing, you know, Shyamalan didn't even have a career. As soon as Shyamalan got a career off of Sixth Sense, I could be unsingle again. <laughs> you know, he hasn't like, had a career since. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like signs. And then all of a sudden it's like, shit, man, <laughs> Shyamalan, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't been single since 1999. Yeah. And this last year has been, has been fucking psychotic with that. I just, oh, yeah, I don't tough. know what I'm doing. I don't think anybody knows what they're doing, no matter how many times you've done this. You know, right. you're constantly going through the same thing. But, you know, it, um, you were uh, talking about sort of like the guilt that you were feeling at the end of your, sure. you know, relationship. And uh, it reminded and me. Jeering. Of, <laughs> right, and during, yeah. You're right. And it's interesting because at the, uh, I think I was talking about it on my podcast that I was living with somebody um, about a little over a year ago now and I thought that that person was the one and guys I am a former commitment phobe so the fact that I have ever said that is a big deal like I just never ever thought mm -hmm. that I was gonna you know just I didn't believe in those things and that person convinced me to like move in told me he was ready for the next steps like the person that like met my family nobody's ever done any of that and um you know, suddenly through it, just started getting some weird anxiety, had his issues and bailed on the relationship. Mm. Like after convincing me, I sold all my stuff. We moved in together, all these things. And then suddenly he's like, oh, I'm not ready for a committed relationship. And I remember being so upset and, and angry at first because I'm just like, you wasted my time and money. Yeah. Um, and and then I, I actually I cried for like an hour with mm -hmm. him and he was just like, I feel so terrible. And then to be honest with you, I was just like, <sighs> okay, bye. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you actually for setting me free. Sure. Like, because I would rather him find his joy and himself and let me find what's actually then right for me. Cause clearly that's not the fit. Right. You know what I mean? Again, not a bad person. And he actually did some dumb shit, but I'm like, Still, I don't say you're a bad person. I was like, he had his own problems and he had to work through his own beasts and demons. And and in a way, I'm just kind of like, thanks for, you know, letting me free. So sometimes, you know, it's the attitude and perspective with what, we're, like how we're approaching relationships and things too, or even the the demise of, because it's not 
while it sort of feels like the end of something, you're also setting something free. And you're mm-hmm. you're allowing both people to find what's actually right for you. I think they were kind of edging there now. Of course, it takes time. Like, you can't like feel like that right away. You know, the, there's still anger. And yeah. I'm like... But you know what anger is? They say... Guys, this is me getting mad frou on you, but they say uh, they say there's no emotion as anger. Anger is loud pain. Well, yeah, and so there's um, just a lot of pain there, and it just sure. gets voiced louder. So, um, Geekscape is what's up? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear more of this kind of stuff, um, just dating is available uh, on the Meltdown Comics Network. I'm sure every podcatcher that you're currently listening to this show on is having it and it is up now the episode that i'm on uh where we talk about yeah you get mad deep in it after divorce yeah it's been a bit of a roller coaster in it of itself and um there have just been so many times where i've surprised myself and freaked myself out where you know i'll be on a date and just realizing that this is fucking weird Mm -hmm. (laughs) i will spiral out and uh and i think that i do have confidence and i've been told that i mean i i am passionate and i love things and i in commitment is not a problem for me as you geekscapists know who've been with me for over a decade uh i'm committed to things and i like building stuff and i love building stuff with people because building stuff alone is not fun and um and shit guys when you see the fucking sandcastle crumble down and the waves wash it away you you don't know how the hell to start building another one. And I'm not quite there yet. I'm just kind of watching the waves and seeing what crawls up. <laughs> um, and just kind of going to spend some time with my footprints in the sand a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It's Geekscape is, we've gotten pretty rocking. <laughs> uh, yeah, so surprise. No, I'm kidding. I, I think most of you guys knew this from social media and we're just putting two and two together but every now and then there's still somebody who'll you know send me a facebook message or something and be like hey i was watching laura's show and da 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 and she kept uh my name because it's awesome for tv and i'm (laughs) super happy that she's on tv and you know laura and i always joked that um she had a you know superhero name now you know like like lois lane Mm -hmm. and um i'm so down with that and plus why would you want to go get new URLs and Instagrams and Facebooks? Ain't no time for that. Too much work. No, you're <laughs> building a brand now, and she is the brand, and she's a magnificent brand. And guys, what she does is really important. Um, so please can support, continue to support her in the same way that you guys continue to support me. Um, you know, because that's that. You know, nobody's going to be here forever, and having you guys. Um, invest in us is just really important. Uh, it's made us. It, it's what drives us. You know, it's what drives me. It definitely drives me. I come back. I came back for you. You know, not just because because <laughs> uh, Kelly asked me to, but I came back for you guys, uh, family, or as Vin Diesel says in every other line in the <laughs> Fast and Furious movies, family. You know, it's like okay, <laughs> those movies about family. And fast cars and yeah. ridiculous physics that and don't exist. Beautiful people. And beautiful people <laughs> with their fast cars. Amazing locations. And really fast cuts. Family. <laughs> uh, Natasha is now family. That's yeah. her mistake for talking to me at Comic Con. <laughs> hey, I'm so happy to be part of this family. <laughs> 
That's a problem. I mean, <laughs> sorry, you thought you were just going to talk to some dude yep. at Comic Con. <laughs> And uh, here we are. Here we are talking feelings. You and got stuff. me out of bed at like seven a.m., which yeah. is so rare. I don't even get up at for work. Yeah, but 7. I snore a lot, so it was easy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you were sleeping yeah, that well. Yeah, yeah. I elbowed you, and you, to, you know, in my defense, cooked breakfast. Mm-hmm. Just kidding, geekscapists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're here, and uh, she's an angel, guys. Uh, anybody who wants to drive down here at eight o'clock. Uh, in LA traffic from Studio City to Clover City is amazing. <laughs> well, well, it was also my fault for like triple booking myself at 10 o'clock. So. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, that's all right. You are popular. And Geekscape is, I want you guys to be part of her crew now. So please add to Natasha's popularity by downloading the just the kind of dating podcast. Not just dating. No. Kind of dating. It's a little more amorphous than that. Nobody says they're in a relationship anymore. Yeah, I want to. That's why everybody's like, I'm kind of dating this guy. I'm kind of dating this girl. But yeah, there's some, there are really great episodes there about everything you you know you talk about, like from confidence to like trusting your gut when you're dating new people to just how to nail a first date to fun stuff like friends with benefits or how to kiss. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we also get mad deep in some some stuff. Like there's I, actually our, our most downloaded episode is how to heal from a breakup. Really? Yep. It's not even, that was, it's that not even was, the sex ones. That was me breaking when, when I broke up with, right. or my ex and I broke up. Um, I was just like, well, kind of like you. Everybody had heard about him on the show. And then I was just like, well, I'm not going to be talking about him in that same way anymore. So other people might be going through a breakup. So we just did an episode with a the therapist <laughs> yeah. on breakups. That's huge. You are doing a service. Um, so Geeks, Geekscapists... Uh, please go and check out that podcast. It is huge. Uh, we're, I mean, Natasha's here to stay, so you guys are going to be hearing more about her. Uh, yep, she can't shake us down. <laughs> uh, you guys can check her out on social media at... Natasha Chandel. Okay. And that is like on Instagram and Twitter. Except Twitter. So stuff. Twitter's... What's up with Twitter? Some other bitch took Natasha Chandel, but I'm just like, she okay. doesn't even use it. Yeah. She doesn't use happens. Natasha underscore Chandel there. I know. I don't know. I know. I know. I'm disappointed in myself too. <laughs> but. Um, Geekscape is, you know where to find us. <laughs> we are at geekscape.net uh, where we're still putting up sporadic articles and reviews and things like that. We are starting a contest this week. So we'll be looking for that with Bob's Burger. Uh, if you guys are Bo- uh, Bob's Burgers fans, um, I have a cool Funko Pop sent to me by the uh, folks at Box Lunch who sent me this really cool Harry Potter jacket you may have seen on my profile. Um, they sent me a Funko Pop exclusive for charity and it's signed by the show's creator. So we're going to be giving that away to one of you Bob's Burgers fans. Don't know how we're going to do it quite yet, but the Geekscape.net website and our Facebook group and the Geekscape Forever Instagram is where you guys are going to find all that information. So start subscribing to that now. And of course, Geekscape.net on Twitter. Uh, I'm Jonathan London, fairly easy to find online. Tell your friends about Geekscape because we're here for you. We're a family. Geekscape loves you, and we're always looking to spread that love. Um, thank you guys so much for this very special emotional episode of Geekscape. I'll be in Austin with family next week uh, and figuring out how to get you guys a Geekscape. Um, thank you so much. Keep listening. Love you. Geekscape forever. Woo-woo.